Hello, and welcome to Pop Culture Hangfire with Christian and Gabriel, Season 3. The podcast where Gabe and I now talk about franchises since we've talked about everything else at this point. The franchise? Friday the 13th? Friday the 13th is the American horror franchise that comprises 12 slasher films, a television series, novels, comic books, video games, and obviously merchandise. The franchise mainly focuses on the fictional character of Jason Voorhees, who was thought to have drowned as a boy at Camp Crystal Lake due to the negligence of the camp staff. Decades later, the lake is rumored to be cursed and is the setting for a series of mass murders. Jason is featured in all of the films as either the killer or the motivation for the killings. The original film was created to cash in on the success of Halloween. All right, Gabe. So we are talking uh, We are talking Friday the 13th, active from 1980 to present. So that's 40 years, I believe, of uh, Friday the 13th. 12 movies, as I mentioned. I think that when we talk about how it's remembered how iconic it is, uh, the cultural impact. I think we think of the the hockey mask, right? Yeah. And, obviously, <laughs> right? That little... <laughs> love it. Love it. I, I, no, I will say Halloween has a better theme, but this one's not bad. This one's not bad. <laughs> Um, so Gabe, your, your, uh, before we get into synopsis of the films, what's, what are your thoughts on the uh, Friday the 13 franchises? I know based, we covered like seven of them in the 1980s, but there's yeah. still quite a few we never touched on Gabe, surprisingly. So I, it's not my genre at all. I don't watch, uh, horror of any kind really, uh, on the regular. So I, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a single one. Really? Not one? No. Holy cow. I've I've never intentionally watched any of it. This is going to be an interesting episode then, Gabe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, on and off, have seen probably six or seven of them. I believe at this point I've seen six or seven of them. Some intentionally. I remember watching the first three intentionally. Uh, and then, like, catching up on, you know... Um, Jason X and Jason in Manhattan and Jason versus Freddy. So I know I've done that. I I did watch the reboot back in 2009, I want to say. Um I remember playing the video game and um I remember I tried watching the TV series too. Not because I was a fan, it was just it seemed interesting, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the uh, let's talk about each film, right? Let's let's um let's break down each film. And this is where we basically see the storyline, the arc that each movie followed, just to see what happened, right? What happened? How far ahead were they thinking? Yeah. yeah. Not very far. So in the original, in 1980, Mrs. Pamela Voorhees stalks and murders the teenagers preparing Camp Crystal Lake for reopening. She is determined to ensure that the camp does not reopen after her son, Jason 
drowned in the lake due to the negligence of the staff members. So she couldn't, she couldn't just sue him like a normal American. Not like a normal American, no. Like a normal Midwestern American, though. She went on a killing spree. There you go. So, yeah, basically, the first one isn't Jason. It's Jason's mother. Um, so that's that's the that's the big uh, reveal at the end of the first one that uh, it's her. It's it's the mother with the mask. Uh, no, no, it's the mother with a with a I think it's like a hood in her face. So you, you can never see her face. And yeah, uh, you know, she um, she de- I think she gets decapitated at the end, to be honest with you. A fitting end in um, in part two. Jason is revealed to have revealed to be alive and fully grown and returns to crystal lake to but but it's it's like he's there to to protect it from people coming into it so he's almost like a he's almost like the the thing at the at the camp you know don't go to the camp or jason will get you type of thing so he he becomes that guy right so when like um i think five years later a group of teenagers that are going to be camp counselors uh, go to there because the camp's going to be reopened and he murders all of them one by one. And and I think at the end, obviously, uh, you know, one of the camp counselors is able to fight back, defeats Jason. Jason is left for dead. And they are, you know, they're taken away in an ambulance. So, so far, you know, so far we're good, right? We're following a story. Yeah, it's co- it's coherent so far. Yep. We haven't gotten too weird. Uh, Friday the 13th, part three, 1982, Jason, um, is alive and he finds, he's not at the camp anymore. He's away from the camp and he's in a, like a neighborhood. And, um, he finds, uh, some teens wandering around and he, uh, kills them all. And this is where he dons the hockey mask for the first time. But yeah, basically goes around this barn, uh, ranch area, just murdering kids. So respectable. Yeah. Uh, here he is seemingly killed by one of the people with a with an axe. You know. So um, yeah, that's it. Friday the Thirteenth Four. Seems like sort of a filler, a filler episode. Not really advancing to overall plot. That's true, actually. Like he survived. He happens to come on this ranch. There happen to be teenagers. He happens to want to kill them. He's like, you know what? I'm going to kill these guys. Yeah. I, I don't have a, a driving motivation other than that I kill people, I guess. At that point, yeah. 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 What's this got to do with the lake, my guy? <laughs> in 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 Friday the 13th, the final chapter, number four. Interesting name. It continues right where part three left off, though, where they take the body of Jason to the morgue to remove the axe. Upon arrival, Gabe... Jason awakens and kills the coroner and a nurse before returning to Crystal Lake. A group of teens rent a house on Crystal Lake and fall victim to James's rampage. After Sounds ki- like it's bad to be a teenager. It's bad to be a teenager in, in wherever uh, Crystal Lake is. After, the kill- after killing the teens, Jason seeks out um, the neighbors and uh, tries to kill them. But he is uh, killed by one of the characters. Uh, we're back to Crystal Lake, though. We're, you know, yeah, back, we're on, back track. on track. Back on track. Okay, Friday the 13th, number five, A New Beginning. Now, Gabe, first one was 1980. Number five is 1985. This is some uh, Police Academy uh, yeah, cadence police going Academy on. Police Academy levels of, yeah. <laughs> of follow-through. Okay. 
in 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 the new be- in a new beginning we follow Tommy Jarvis the guy who killed um Jason in the previous film who has been committed to a mental institution after the events of the previous film and basically grew up constantly afraid that Jason would return here we have a copycat killer Gabe who uses Jason's persona to become a mass murderer and goes after Tommy. I can't imagine that uh, Jason's going to appreciate the copycat. I feel like that's, you know, he doesn't have the normal recourse for copyright infringement, but I feel like he'll have his own ideas or but, singular idea. But he does have his own ideas. The reason why he wants to kill the people at the um, at the health mental health institution is because his son was there and he died there and he felt that, that the institution was to blame for it. Hadn't done all they could. Yep. Yep. But yes, but uh, but two characters uh, defeat this version of Jason. Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives, 1986. We follow Tommy again. This is the third iteration of Tommy, different actor every time. Visiting Jason's grave after being released from another mental institution. Guess what happens, Gabe? He inadvertently resurrects Jason. Damn. With a piece of the fence surrounding the cemetery acting as a lightning rod, Jason immediately heads back to Crystal Lake and kills the people working at the new summer camp. Good. Tommy. Important, important that he stays consistent. But Tommy eventually chains Jason to a boulder that he tosses into the lake where he leaves Jason, who is revealed to be alive at the end of the film. For the record, Tommy has now killed Jason three times. This dude is... is and left him alive once. Well, he didn't know that that Jason was. Oh, so he thought he killed. So he's killed him twice, legitimate, actual kills. Yeah. And then and then and then, and then one in spot and then one in spot imposter. Damn. But for the record, though, I mean, this dude's got you know. Okay, Friday the Thirteenth, Part Seven, Gabe. Now they took two years for this one, the New Blood. It begins a certain amount of time after Jason lives. Uh, they don't say how long. Mm. Jason is resurrected again by a telekinetic person who is trying to resurrect her father um, who drowned at at, uh, at the lake as a child. So they got the wrong drowned child. Damn. The wrong, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they all look, the kids look the same. <laughs> so he, he, so Jason again resurrected, uh, Again, goes on a killing spree of anyone occupying Crystal Lake and is returned again to the bottom of the lake after a battle with the telekinetic that brought them them back to life. Well, at least they're tying up their own loose ends. Hang on, Gabe. Uh Uh-oh. Friday the 13th, part 8. Jason takes Manhattan. (laughs) Jason is resurrected again by an underwater electrical cable. He follows a group of students on their senior class cruise to Manhattan, where he kills the ship's crew and the majority of the of the students. Upon reaching Manhattan, Jason chases these two uh, remaining students into the sewers. Jason eventually melts away because the sewers are flooded with toxic waste. Now, he is dead for sure, right, Gabe? For sure, it has to be. For sure, has to be dead. Four years later... Jason goes to hell the final Friday. Jason, through an unexplained resurrection, 
No, no. Okay. They've given up on electricity just being the answer to resurrecting people. Just we don't even know anymore. I feel this is this is this is a uh, fast five right here. I think this is fast yeah, six. I think we should come up with the term of when we we acknowledge that a movie maybe lost its way. It's like the, a step past jumping the shark. Like like uh, you've almost, already jumped the shark. You yeah. Now like you've, you you almost start the you almost start the movie going. Wait a minute. When did we jump the shark? Because this is this is a step after. Where we've we've beyond that. Because at this point, we've resurrected him numerous ways, right? I mean, look, telekinetic. Telekinesis. Could totally. Various forms of electricity. Could totally happen. Electricity could totally jerk his, his heart back up. Literally here, an unexplained resurrection. Mm-hmm. They're just like, we don't even bother. We don't even care to explain anymore. Yep. Now, the FBI is searching for him, though, at Crystal Lake. They said oh, the FBI is bound to fix this. <laughs> Gabe, they set up a sting that successfully kills Jason. <laughs> do they? Do they have an undercover officer sell him sell him drugs? Oh, but you know what, Go Gabe? Through possession, Jason manages to survive by passing his black heart from one being to the next. It is revealed that he has a sister and a niece, and that he needs them to get his body back. Jason resurrects himself but is stabbed by a mystical dagger and dragged back into hell. Damn. Okay. So now, mystical dagger. Uh, now his heart... Well, the dagger drags him back to hell. That wasn't... He was re he resurrected himself, it said, right? He res resurrects himself. The second resurrection, though, remember. He, he gets the unexplained resurrection. Then the FBI sting him and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> then... No doubt because he had a black heart. I see what they did. Yeah. And then they took his, and then some somebody ate or did something with his heart. I think somebody ate his heart. I remember this. Damn. And gross. then he is able to get resurrected, but then his niece stabs him with a mystical dagger, and he's dragged into Back hell. To hell. Okay, this is 1993, the final Friday, 2001. Gabe, Jason X. Before Fast X, there was Jason X. Before X was Twitter. Hang on, though, Gabe. Now, if you thought we had jumped the shark and the couch and the resurrection, Jason X takes place in the future. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you saw it all, Gabe. When Jason has again been inexplicably resurrected. Again, we're just like, you know what? The hell with the explanation. Nobody cares about the lore at this point. Yes. Uh, scientists now are fighting and cryogenic suspension is the only method to stopping him. But Jason breaks free and kills the army of uh, personnel guarding him before he he can be again in prison. Um, he is lured into a cryo chamber, but he ruptures the tank and freezes both himself and the scientist. Over 400 years later, a team of students studying Earth discover Jason's body and take it into space. Upon being thawed... Oh. But why? Upon being thawed by the team, he proceeds to murder everyone aboard the spacecraft. He is. Do they want to see the effects of zero gravity on murder? He is seemingly killed, but is then resurrected via nanotechnology as a cyborg version of himself. Damn. Finally, he is ejected. He's like Robo. He's like the RoboCop of murder. So wouldn't it be a Robo Killer Cop? I mean, you just you could probably just say RoboCop. 
character. That's true. Um, so he uh, he is ejected into space and incinerated by Earth's two atmospheres. His mask falling to the bottom of a lake. Uh-oh. Oh, and that's oh, how shit. it all comes together, <laughs> <No>. Gabe. <laughs> okay, Gabe. We we've no we're okay now he's in the future now he's gone. 2013, Freddy versus Jason, a crossover with Nightmare on Elm Street, set in the contemporary period. Freddy Krueger resurrects Jason and sends him sends him to Springwood, hoping that he will create enough fear among the residents that Freddy will be strong enough to invade their dreams. That's a pretty good mashup, right? Like it's a good premise. It's yeah, a good premise. It's the it's the most solid premise we've had for a while now. Jason accomplishes this but refuses to stop killing. A battle ensues both in the dream world and at Crystal Lake. The outcome is left ambiguous as Jason surfaces from the lake holding Freddy's severed head, which winks and laughs. So, did he die? Okay, 2009? The new Friday the 13th film. Wait a minute. What? You said 2013 a second ago. No, I'm sorry, 2003. 2003. Oh, okay. It was Friday the 13th. Okay. Was like, why do we... Got it, got it, got it. So in 2009, the new Friday the 13th film, which restarted the film series, uh, the the continuity, right? In this film, after witnessing his mother being beheaded at a young age, the adult Jason follows in her footsteps and kills everyone who comes to Crystal Lake. Jason subsequently... (laughs) Jason subsequently kidnaps a young woman who resembles his mother at a young age, Six weeks after her disappearance, her brother comes to look for her. The pair reunite and work together to seemingly kill Jason. Seemingly. So in this one, it seems to be right after Jay. They, they rewrote it as if like yeah, yeah, yeah. it just happened. So yeah. So that is a sub- synopsis up to now of every film. Gabe, 12 films. So the last one came out in? 2009. 2009. All right. Quite okay. the journey. Quite the journey indeed. Okay. So. As we segue into the next section. (laughs) (laughs) Production, baby. Okay. So let's talk uh, spinoffs, right? Quite a bit of spinoffs, by the way. Quite a bit. So let's start with. Um, the TV series, 1987, Paramount began airing Friday the 13th, a series. Now, here's the funny part. A television series that focuses on two cousins attempting to recover cursed antiques that were sold from a shop that they inherited from their uncle. Originally under the title of the 13th hour, the series actually ran for 72 episodes, but they never intended to link the television show directly to the film series. But utilizing the idea of Friday the 13th, which is symbolizing uh, luck and curses, right? Bad luck and curses. Mm-hmm. They wanted to tie in the, the the trademark hockey mask to the series, but the idea was discarded so the show could stand alone and exist in its own world. So literally created based on the, but they did not want to connect it. Okay. Interesting. That's where they drew the line. They were like, oh, this is going to ruin the immersion for people. We gotta we gotta preserve the believability of our movie series. Yeah, 
I remember, I actually remember this show. I remember watching an episode or two and thinking to myself, this isn't uh, Friday the 13th. Video games, Gabe? In 1986, by the way. Yeah. Friday the 13th, the computer game for the Amstrad CPC, the Commodore 64, and, there the, it is. and the Spectrum. The plot involved the player picking a sanctuary and attempting to persuade others to hide there. Jason is disguised as a friend until he decides to attack the player. So, you know, one of those one of those thinkers, Gabe. But among us, right? It's basically among us. Yeah. <laughs> um, three years later, Nintendo released um, uh, their version of it, which was surprisingly okay. I remember playing that one. Um, 2007, Friday the 13th game for the mobile phones came out. 2007, yeah. by the way. In the game, the player plays one of the counselors at the at Camp Crystal Lake while the staff is preparing the camp. Um, an unknown stalker begins murdering each of them. The player must discover the truth and escape the camp alive. <laughs> an unknown stalker, you say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've had... We had him in... What is the name of that? Uh, Mortal Kombat, right? Mortal Kombat 10? Yeah. He came out in that one. There was the there was the free to play Terror Dome. I don't know if you ever heard of that one, where it was a bunch of the boogeymen like Mike Myers, um, Freddy Krueger, Pinhead, uh, Chucky, Candyman. You could you could it was a fighting game with a bunch of like. Uh, yeah, I d I do think I heard of that. Yeah, um, there was a, a Friday the Thirteenth game that came out in twenty seventeen. That is legitimately actually a, a pretty good game from from everybody's. Uh... Is it that multiplayer one? It's where, where you... like one person plays. Yes, and Jason, there's seven yeah. of you. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, yeah, uh, I remember seeing they seeing said some video of that. They said that was good. And then in 2018, the most recent video game effort was uh, Friday the 13th Killer Puzzle, and it's a puzzle game basically. Um. But yeah, so that's where we're at with video games, the, some of the spinoffs. Um, other spinoffs, there have been um, two books released chronicling the making of the Friday the, Thir Friday the 13th film series and one about making the te television, show, television show. Six of the 12 films have been adapted into novels, Friday the 13th, 1, 2, and 3, Jason Lives, Jason X, Freddy vs. Jason, in 1994, uh, young adult novels were, were released under the title of Friday the 13th. These stories focused on different people finding Jason's mask and becoming possessed by his spirit. But the actual character never appeared in any of the novels. Then there was several Friday the 13th comic books published by Topps Comics, by the way. T-O-P-P-S. The same guys who were mm -hmm. making the uh, Topps uh, uh, baseball cards. cards. Yeah. So, and then in 93, they did the adaptation of J uh, Jason Goes to Hell. In 2005, there was an interesting one um, where it was, a, it was a comic book series about these two cousins, I think, who inherit Crystal Lake, and they know that Jason's going to be a problem, so they go try to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. Um, then there was a really cool one. It was Jason... Um, what was it? Jason, Freddy, and Ash from Evil Dead. Okay. 
So Jason, so it was, and I'm sorry, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, I think it was called. <laughs> and the story focuses on Freddy using the Necronomicon, which is in the basement of the Voorhees home, to escape from Jason's subconscious and gain powers. Freddy attempts to use Jason to retrieve the book, but Ash, who is working at the local S-Mart in Crystal Lake, <laughs> learns of the book's existence and sets out to destroy it once and for all. <laughs> there he is. Just doing just doing the Lord's work. That I love, dude. I love the fact pretty funny. that they did that. Um, but yeah, that basically that's basically all the spin-offs uh that Friday the thirteenth has had. Let's quickly talk about some notable actors in these films. In the first Freddy, Kevin Bacon was in it. Hmm? It's, it's zero for degrees. The degrees of bacon. He's right there. He's right there. Corey Feldman was in number four, I believe. One of the one of the Corys. One of the Corys. In the Jason versus Freddy movie, obviously Robert England played uh, Freddy, so he was in it. Crispin Glover was in that one, by the way. Crispin Glover. Uh, in Jason X, you got Peter Menza. Now, him. If I say the name, you're not gonna know it. But if you look at the face, and let me go ahead and share that face with you. This gentleman right here, he has been in so many things, but you'll know him from like the um, he was the messenger in the movie 300 uh, who, you know, who brings the uh, the message and yep. then gets kicked in the chest and into the pit. He was in uh, the Hidalgo movie. He was in the Incredible Hulk. He was in uh, Snake Eyes. I thought he was in the first. Hmm. Okay. No, I'm confusing Gladiator with Spartacus. He was in the Spartacus uh, television show, the the um, Blood and Sand and Gods of the Arena and uh, yeah. Vengeance. So you'll 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 know him from that. So he was in the um, he was in that one. Uh, Jason Ritter and Kelly Rowland and Lachlan Monroe were also in Jason X, and Jared Padalecki from Supernatural was in the 2019 uh, Friday the 13th reboot. Seems appropriate. Seems appropriate. Um, so let's talk about monies. So production budget for all these films, Gabe, 12 films, $80 million. <laughs> That's how much 12 films cost to make. They grossed $468 million. So... It's not a it's not a not a bad gig to have every couple of years, right? To to you know to get a twenty thirty million dollar uh, investment back. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's you know, it's funny that you look at the that's like the that's like one action movie, you know. Yeah, five like to with enough effects and stuff going on. Fifty to eighty, I think, is like the going right yeah, now in an action you know, film. You do a big enough, you know, a pretty big, you know, bigger movie, but still, like they squeeze. <laughs> Dude, comedies go for thirty to fifty million now. Yeah, yeah. You know, thanks everybody for uh, for sticking in there. So, Gabe, any uh, any final thoughts on uh, Friday the Thirteenth franchise? So, I mean, I think without doing the deep dive, I I wouldn't know how involved it is. You know, I don't think I could have told you how many movies. I probably, I probably would have said like eight or nine. Twelve's impressive. I didn't know there was as quite as much involved, but it's it's interesting. It's it's kind of like we've talked about in the other uh, episodes where we've talked about how like you know it's just sort of a 
there's a dedicated audience that are going to see these kind of no matter what. So it's sort of a, it's almost like a guaranteed, like don't spend too much making it because why? And they don't care. Nobody cares about that. That's not why they're there. And then you just keep, you know, you find one that hits and you just keep doing sequels. They don't even have to make sense at a certain point. People are just going to come and see, they want the spectacle. Yeah. You definitely have a, a, a 25% base, you know, and anything you already have that you're like anything above that is, is, is a profit. Yeah, gravy. Yeah. And and again, look, the fact is, and, and back to the iconicness of it, right? As long as that mask is there, dude, it's yeah, it's it's Friday the thirteenth, it's Jason. And and, and you, you kind of just need a hook, like for these. No, I you think just that, need to have I think that was another movie where the guy had a hook, okay. Right, right. I think that was I was uh, gonna say not specifically, but oh. a hook. Um and like if you can get something like that's recognizable enough your branding like that's all you really need to make sure that's continuous and and then look and it, and it goes back to to a couple things right like i think we talked about before a theme song right everybody knows yeah, music's the, good. the music the the superman music theme uh, halloween one the 007 you know the mission impossible like you know those like you hear it you know what you're hearing i think that this the mask you know what you're seeing uh, even the machete, you know, I think you could. Yeah, the machete, I think, is a is a is a is also iconic with the mask. But yeah, I think you're right. I think they they could make one every couple years, and I think you you'll get your base. So you get your you get your your three million dollars will turn into twenty, and and you'll be fine. But before we leave, I actually now that you brought up the the money, let's look at which one made the most. Because for the most part, oh shit, look at that. Are there any big deviations in the budget too? So, anyone... great question. The very first one was half a million. And that one made 59 million worldwide. The first one, right? Then the second one, you go up to 1.2 million, and it makes 21 million. Third one, 2.5 million, so not too much of a deviation. It makes 36 million, so it actually made way more. The fourth one, 2.6 million, again, no deviation, makes 32 million. Now that seems to be the standard. Number five, 2.2 million, makes 21 million. Six, 3 million, makes 19 million. Seven, they realize 3 million is too much. They go back to 2.8 million, they make the same, 19 million. Friday, uh, number eight, Jason takes Manhattan, they double their budget and they go to 5 million gave but they only get 14 back mm. Jason Guess Manhattan didn't like that did not Jason goes to hell they drop it back down to 3 million they get their 15 million back Jason X 14 million this is the one in the future gave in space that's they really went all out it's all that sci-fi all those sci-fi effects cost them 16 million gave uh, Freddy versus Jason they went nuts $30 million budget. That's way out. But that's what raises the average. Because the average is like six, you know, six million and change a movie. But like the early ones did not cost anywhere near that. No. Uh, Freddy versus Jason, though, right? $30 million budget, $116 million. Definitely gets its money back. Yeah. And then in the new one, they go back to a, well, uh, you know, they go to a 2009 budget, which is $19 million, which is low for a film. It makes ninety-two million, but see the difference now is that you, like you said, you have the character. Now you're just putting him in a movie, 
as whereas before you you're trying to carry a story along now now you can't just put him in a movie and you're gonna get that base and i think that base is always gonna be somewhere between 50 and 100 but yeah man that's the story of friday the 13th and our first episode of season three the franchises you know i think um i think this is the format we might keep i think it works i don't think there's there's much else to add here because again i haven't seen it but like it's still fascinating thank you for listening and remember see you next week everybody